3: And then, and then it was eerily quiet. And then my mind was kind of like, you know, the head in
1: the fishbowl. then
4: it takes me into the bathroom and says, "This is how you brush your teeth: brush, rinse, repeat. Brush, rinse, repeat.
3: Brush, rinse, repeat." But there were two girls, and it was like, "You'll have to us a ride He can't fill
5: us though. He can't refuse. He'll let us in his car." Thoughts were all alone. In the-
3: this the not look They got close enough Where he said he could see You know, their eyes And how intelligent they seem This doesn't look right These remnant type creatures This doesn't look right No pupil, no iris Three fingers Three long fingers And this is when the mental torture
5: And then it was eerily Hello, everyone Hey, guys Hello, Rob Hey, Adam Most of Adam Most of Adam, yes How's uh how's everything been, man? It's been like 3 weeks since we've been here.
6: I know. It's it's, it's been good. I've I'm inches away from murdering Windows forever. Yeah. I've, so so I've heard we're still using it tonight and I don't want to make it angry cuz we're relying on it.
5: You may have already made it angry. <laughs> it's the ghost in the machine, my friend.
6: Yes, but I probably
5: making, already knows
6: I'm making the big switch to Linux cuz I've had enough.
5: Yeah. You still got to get Skype to work on Linux.
6: Yeah, because um, Skype is a Microsoft product.
5: Which is going to be essential yeah. to us. Uh, the reason why we say most of me <laughs> is because part of the reason why we were have been gone from this studio for the last three weeks, although no one really could tell because, of course, we released the 200th episode, and then I put out episode 200.5 which was interviews that I had done over the course of like two weeks. Um, Of course, you know, I had uh, Peter Robbins, Soraya together, Guy Malone, and Chris Wolford and Walter Bosley, which uh, the Walter Bosley one was pretty fun for me because I ended up, for some reason, Pamela, the Skype recording program that I use at home, ended up not recording my voice, so, this ended up being some kind of glitch that apparently is within the a conflict of the realm with Skype, the version of Skype that it uses, and the version of Pamela. So, I have scrapped that. I'm using a different program entirely now at home. So, just got
6: about got the home studio set up to where I really want it to be. That happened once before, but it was with my audio, and it was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and... What what that means is then you have to sit here and re-listen to the podcast, and any time there's yes. an awkward silence, try to remember what it was you said. <laughs> yes, I, I had I had thirty at least about thirty and overdub
5: it about forty five minutes of the interview with Walter. So I had to sit down and listen to it, and I ended up you know figuring out that I remember kind of the questions that I had asked, and just from the context of what he said. And I had to go back and re-record it and then reinsert it in. Which, honestly, I think the whole process took me about two and a half hours to do it. Which really wasn't too bad, I guess. It's better than spending a whole day on it. But it was it was still just damned annoying. And I don't know. Maybe it sounded better, yeah. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> I don't <second> know.
5: Because <laughs> I think that, I think that some, there are some podcasters and some interviewers that will, that will do that. Um, they'll just, like... Uh, he pointed out that Linda Moulton Howe, that's how she does her interviews, apparently. Really? Um, yeah. Um, but it, it was, you know, it, it turned out it turned out okay. And I was glad that it was only about 45 minutes instead of like an hour and a half interview like we normally do. Uh, I did have to edit some of it, though. So there were some things that people didn't hear. But we kind of meandered in the last 10 minutes. So I kind of just cut those parts out just to kind of for things to kind of make sense. Because there was a lot of questions like, I'm not going to record all these questions. (laughs) But I I think it sounded pretty well. Uh, So after that, also, last uh, Monday, uh, we're recording this on the 27th. Uh, Last Monday, the 19th, I had my gallbladder removed. And I had been living with this for about three months. Back in November... I started feeling like I was going to have a heart attack, like I was having a heart attack. I didn't know what was going on. So I went over to a one of those walk-in clinic places here in Hermitage, mm-hmm. and they did an EKG on me, and they said, well, your heart is fine, What we found this little blip here. And this could either be that you have a blood clot in your lungs, or you have gallbladder issues.
6: So. Yeah you're praying for the gallbladder <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah I was scared as hell so all I that. went and had to get I was then I went to the emergency room and they found out that um it was my gallbladder so then I had to get insurance I had to go through all the chain of custody of your insurance so that they can they can cut it out and so last week I had that done and it's pretty interesting how they do that um What they do is they don't cut your side open. They do these strategic holes in your body. So on your upper chest, they put this little hole in you, and they pump you full of air. And then lower on your stomach, they stick a little camera in your belly. Into the air pocket they've created? (laughs) Into the air pocket that they've created, and they can see your gallbladder from there. And then they put two holes in your abdomen. I don't know which one is which, whether it's the upper or the lower hole. And they cut out the gallbladder that it's attachment to the liver. And then they just pull the, they make another hole and just pull the gallbladder on out. Simple. Simple. Yeah. Um, and I was pretty sore for a few days. I was down in Chattanooga for, about four days and so i was convalescing as the shit show was going on in this country about this whole shooting in parkland florida Now i don't know what you've heard or you i mean we talked about this kind of the other
6: night when i came back have you looked into any more of it or not the details of the the actual school shooting um the aftermath and how, you know, the d- different sides have taken it politically. I mean, yeah. You can't really, you can't escape it. So, obviously, I've I've been drawn into that. But, yeah, that's about it. Right. Like, I, don't, well, I don't know any details about the, I haven't heard any, like, um, bizarre elements or anything like that as far as. The shooting yeah. itself seems pretty straightforward. And.
5: There was one thing, and I'm, I'm loath to play it because I'm sure there's a lot of other places that have played it. Uh, they were talking to this girl, and I guess this was a reporter that was um, the local channel or maybe one of those reporters that just wants to get a story. They were talking to this girl, and she said that she had... The shooter's name was Nicholas Cruz. I'm sure everybody knows this by now. But she said that she was in line with this with this guy. She actually looked at him and said and said, "I bet you were the one that bet you were the one that did it." And she said that while she while that was going on, she could hear shots being fired. Now that's the only thing that was odd to me. I read somewhere today that supposedly a teacher had said that um she had seen a guy in tactical gear that was shooting up the school. But I couldn't find this anywhere. I saw, like, uh, Chuck Baldwin, the conservative commentator, talking about this on Facebook today, but I couldn't find anything about this. So those are the only two, maybe one or two things that I saw that were kind of weird. Uh, the first one could have just been a mistaken identity, possibly, or
6: she or the girl was mistaken. Or just a the, timeline confusion thing in that sort right, kind of situation.
5: The clip was really strange because she keeps calling the guy sir. And it almost seemed like to me, like if there was any kind of setup or the whole crisis actor thing, which this came into play with all this, I'm sure it almost seemed like that was, it almost seemed like that one was set up to me more than any of the other ones. And it it was just, it was just really bizarre. And I'm almost kind of just kind of just really ready to say, I don't really know what went on there, but there's a couple weird, there's another weird thing. Like the kid that shot up the school, he took an Uber to the, to the school and how did did he have the AR fifteen in the Uber with him? Did the Uber driver not well, notice I mean, that there was
6: an AR fifteen with him? You can, I mean, I don't. Of, a lot of gun <laughs> cases look like just a big case. I mean, he could have told him have been, a guitar. Yeah, or, it could have been. Yeah, that that's
5: very that's very possible. You know, if he had it in a case, yeah. But it that was kind of a bizarre thing to me. But other than that, I didn't really see anything. Uh, the whole crisis actor thing came into play with this again because there there's these kids that are seniors at this Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School that they uh these kids really got into the news. Uh CNN was really pushing these kids really really hard. So much so that they had a town hall meeting last I want to say it was Thursday night, which I'm going to play a clip from here soon. But there was this one girl, Emma Gonzalez, that gave this really impassioned speech about gun control and really going after the NRA. Uh, There's this other kid named David Hogg, H-O-G-G. Which there was all this speculation online about him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that he was a crisis actor. Um, there was, a, you know, they were saying that there was a that he apparently had gone to CNN studios. His dad was an FBI officer. Um, apparently he'd gotten into some argument with a lifeguard last year and was on CNN for that, which was on the other side of the country in California. So that all that's just kind of strange and bizarre. He wasn't even involved in this um, town hall, which a lot of people have said was scripted, which, hey, probably was to kind of give some control over it. But I don't think there was really much that you could really, really not much that you can really do as far as. Well, let me put it this way: it's basically the whole concept of like don't don't let a good crisis go to waste kind of mentality. Um, CNN was like I said they were really really pushing these kids hard for whatever reason. So two things that I noticed with this latest school shooting. And I'm always trying to look past the gun issue, the gun control issue, because honestly and obviously this is what comes up every single time we have something like this happen. And nothing ever really gets solved. Nothing ever really happens with the gun control issue for whatever reason. So, as I've said before in this show, I don't think that this is really about gun control. I think gun control is an element of it, but I think it's more of about kind of this idea of strategy of tension, keeping everybody on their constantly on their toes um, so but there's also other agendas and other elements that I've seen. The first one is is that there is a certain amount of push to kind of militarize and more make our schools more like prisons in a sense by making them basically armed camps. This is what you see in with what, with what Trump is talking about with, um, arming the teachers, which I'm sure that you've heard about that too, Rob. Oh yes, I have. Yep. Okay. So, so this is an element, um, that's almost something that you really can't – I don't know if that's, if that's entirely possible. I could maybe see the teachers being – if they wanted to be on a volunteer basis to be armed and to be trained, but when we have teachers that can barely pay for their own materials, how are they supposed to pay for their gun or pay for training – Right. That's going to have to be something that if a individual teacher wants to be, wants to volunteer, to be, have an, to be armed, they can, they can do that. And they, but they need to be trained by the state. Full, full money is not coming out of their pockets to do that. Um, the only thing that I really said that I, that I agreed with Trump about because he, the same day the CNN did this this town hall, he was talking about he was talking with all these people that the the family members of the of the of the dead kids that were killed, and there were also family members of kid of kids from Sandy Hook that were there too, and all these other teachers and administrators. Uh, some from D.C. and some from other places. And so he was making this forum, talking to them. And, of course, CNN had to get all snippety like CNN often does with Trump. And they they focused in on his little piece of paper that he was holding where it said at the bottom, it said, I hear you. And they made a whole big deal about that, like, look how insensitive he is and all this stuff. It's just, it's just absurd. It's ridiculous. But anyway, what he said was, the only thing that I agree with what he said was, you know, putting gun-free zone stickers on the schools is basically just inviting for someone with a gun to come in and do, do damage, basically. Um, when I got a... An interesting thing I remembered when he said that was when I got an alarm system... The guy told me that the one of the most important things is to have that little sign sticker. in your yard <laughs> yeah. or the little sticker on your door because that shows that there is an alarm inside. So that's the reverse of the gun free zone thing. They'll come inside with the with the alarm sign, they'll say, Well, this is protected. I won't I won't try to rob this place. So there is a certain there is a certain amount of just kind of simple psychology in that. Um so yeah the first thing that i see is kind of a more militarization of schools uh making schools more like a more like a prison than they already are uh that seems kind of scary and frightening to me but there's another element and i already talked to you about this um there's a pre-crime element to this too like we can do something about these things because you know apparently The shooter, Nicholas Cruz, had been reported to the police 39 times. They apparently never did anything about it. Blah, 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 blah. Now, there's a fine line between, yeah, seeing that someone is a danger and then misusing that. So I want to play this clip. I thought this was interesting. I think this is another agenda. This is from the town hall that... uh, cnn had and they had they pull a teacher up to ask a question and i thought the what the chief of police i think his name is last name is israel chief of police of broward county i thought what he said here was very interesting so i'm gonna play this
3: comes from jim guard he's a math teacher he had taught he had taught three of the victims and he has a question for sheriff israel
0: Sheriff Israel, as far as I know, the FBI would be the expert organization and would have the experience and know-how to take tips, conduct an investigation, and conclude whether to act or not to act on such tips. It seems as though the FBI certainly had enough cause to investigate the case prior to the 17 murders. It's fair to say that people are disgusted with the inaction of this organization. Why were these tips considered unimportant enough to not have further action? Who would make this decision? As the FBI apologized for their failure to act upon these tips, who ultimately would be the person who decided that this now very relevant case was irrelevant?
3: So, Sheriff, obviously this is a question for the FBI. Um, I want to point out that we did invite the FBI director and somebody from um, the field office in Miami to come here tonight to answer your questions. Um, they declined. Um, but. They are—they are their are, excuses that it's, this is part of an ongoing investigation. But if you would address what you can about the red flags, not just the tips called into the FBI, but also the visits by the police to the shooter's house, um, how does that? Dana is talking about getting those red flags into some sort of system to prevent that person from being able to buy a firearm. How would that work? It obviously didn't in this case. How should it work?
7: Yeah, let me start out by saying that if we had this conversation two or three, four years ago, I would say the primary group of people, the primary industry uh, that's uh, going to protect our children are law enforcement. Now I actually believe it's the lawmakers. Things have to change in Washington, D.C., Tallahassee, and state capitals to make these changes. The Broward, thank you, the Broward Sheriff's Office, we received tips, numerous tips, on this killer. Um, we, some we answered by phone, some were out of state, some we went out there. Uh, our command staff are actually looking into some of these tips to make sure we did everything right. If we made a mistake, I'll act accordingly and deal with it. Uh, The person responsible is the agent or the detective or the person who received the tip and didn't exercise their due diligence and took it where they needed to be. All that being said, what I'm asking the lawmakers to give police all over this country is more power. In Florida, we call it a Baker Act. It allows us to take an individual to be um, against their will, involuntarily, to go to a mental health facility and be treated. What I'm saying is if a police officer, that we pay a good salary to keep us safe, feels that the totality of circumstances, the computer, the bedroom, the pictures, the photographs, speaking to the the friends, if we feel the totality of the circumstances rises to the level where we're concerned this person might be mentally ill, we need the power to take every firearm they have away from them and bring them to a mental health facility. Thirty-nine visits did not meet that standard. Thirty-nine visits.
5: Okay, so then he gets into this argument with this Dana Lesh lady. That's the um, representative of the NRA. But what did you think about that? When I heard that, <laughs> when I watched that, I was I, I my mouth came open. I was floored to hear that.
6: <clears throat> yeah,
5: well, because there's a slippery slope. there. Right there's there. definitely
6: a slippery slope there, and there's there's two ways to kind of look at it as well. I mean. <clears throat> Would it be effective? Probably, in a lot of cases. But is it ethically right? Does it stand alongside the Constitution, you know, and and the whole um, innocent until proven guilty um, mentality that we're so proud of in this country? You know, I'm I'm not so sure. So Chief Israel says, you know, what we need to do is give the police more power.
5: That's interesting. See, um
6: there's I, there's one thing about all of this that I, I do want to address real quick. And that's that I think whether it's arming teachers, putting armed guards and metal detectors in schools, giving police more power to, you know, take a collection of circumstances and deem somebody a threat and haul them away. I think all these things are are sort of a, a band aid on a gunshot wound. And I think people want quick answers and quick solutions, True. and I don't think that there is one because I, I think that if you look at every other country in the world that doesn't have armed teachers in their schools or armed guards, that you know doesn't have even stricter gun laws than us, that, that doesn't have all these other things, that they, they also don't have all these school shootings. So there must be something deeper that we're just not addressing or not looking into because it's not an easy solution. Right. It's
5: much more complicated. Well, it's exactly what you, you hit the nail on the head there when you said that it's people want the cheap and easy solution. And that's one of the cheap and easy solutions. However, I could see in the case of a Nicholas Cruz. Okay. We know he did this crime. We know with, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. We know that he was a danger to others and a danger to himself. I don't think, and we know that he probably needed to be put in some kind of institution.
6: Maybe, however, maybe bringing people in for um, like an assessment—if there was like yeah. if there was a way to set standards for that, and there was a way to say, you know, they they failed this, they can't interact socially with other people, they're not capable, they need, you know, some sort of rehabilitation. Who who makes that decision? and in the end when
5: if you if you if they're going into some teenagers room and they're seeing maybe some kind of dark posters on the wall or or maybe that teenager is trolling on the internet and and says, you know, you know take something like the West Memphis 3 for example. You know mm-hmm. that we've talked about a few times, you know how they were basically accused of this crime because they were weirder kids and they were put away. Um you know, I could definitely see something like that being being extended to where this kind of where that gets abused as somebody yeah, that was, it is be, not going to is not going to do that's that. That's my
6: point. I'd like to see a system that could do in effect what they're saying that can't be abused. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I can't imagine. Yeah, that. just saying it like
5: Chief feels real says. Where he says we got to get the chief, the the police more power. But also at the same time, too, what if it's what if it's something that where we. Where they disagree politically or it's someone that is, is an enemy that is, is against the – it talks against the police in a particular mm-hmm. community. Are the police going to misuse that and put those people away in mental institutions? Because looking at history, the Soviet Union put people in mental institutions that were dissidents. Yep. They actually <laughs> did that. They deemed them crazy. So I could see – that's, that's scary. That's frightening. And this
1: stuff
6: gets applauded at this town hall. Well, because we do need to do something to protect our children. And that's why it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree, number one, that that's what we need to do. We need to make sure that children can go to school and be safe. Well, you had, I mean, there was a scare here, right? There was immediately afterwards. Yeah. There was some kid got on social media and was
5: at you know, your, showing one of off, your
6: kids' schools. Showing off at. I don't know where he got the gun, if it was his parents or whatever, but he was showing it off on social media and making threats. It wasn't a direct threat towards the school, but, you know, involved students at the school, so the school ended up getting involved and shutting down a bunch of after-school functions and, you know, doing everything that they could that's in their power. But, I mean, it's crazy that that... Right, the copycat effect always comes into play, and it just keeps happening more and more. And that's the other thing: like yep. we can't ignore this stuff, but at the same time, the more it happens and the more attention it gets, the more you're going to have kids out there that feel like they're, you know, they they don't have any control over their life, or they're depressed, or they're you know they haven't been properly diagnosed with, or maybe they have been diagnosed with something they don't have, and they've been on medication because God knows that happens too often these days too, and. You know, who knows what's going on with them? And they're going to see all this, and it's just a cycle.
5: Yep. It's a pretty
6: vicious one. Well, on that happy note,
5: uh, we are going to talk to the guys from Cruisin' with Steak.
6: Oh, I'm sure they'll have all kinds of fun stuff to talk about. I'm sure.
5: And we'll, <laughs> we'll probably talk about this topic with them a little bit. But I want to get into where, you know, how we've been on their show, and now we're returning the favor and uh, giving them one ours, so... Guys, we'll be back. Oh, by the way, um, I don't know if anybody knew noticed Luke isn't here for episode two oh one.
6: Yeah, he, I, wasn't, feeling so he well. wasn't feeling so well. He wasn't feeling so well. I tried to lie and entice him. I told him there was a metal band here.
5: Yeah, who who was it that you said was gonna be I here? I said enslaved was here. Enslaved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he said he said uh he 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 sends me an email, he sends me a text, he says, Hey man, I'm just not feeling too great. And I email I s I text back, boo hoo. He says not trying to not trying to bail on you or nothing, dude. So you guys will miss Luke, but we you know what? We might call Luke later on. There's a big possibility that that might happen. So
6: we should right, just guys, to check in on him,
5: just to check in, just to make sure we're he's worried. okay, just to make sure he's okay. All right, guys, um, we'll be back with the with Steak on Conspiracy Normal. Welcome, guys, back to Conspiranormal, Normal. And we have on the line to help us usher in the 200s, we have Steve and James from, or otherwise known as Dave, from Cruising with Steak on the line. And, guys, um, really good to have you. Thanks for coming on, Conspira Normal.
0: Yeah, man, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
5: This is gonna. This is gonna be fun. We 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 already were talking about the. Uh, we were already talking about the band Cinderella and uh, and uh, warrant and uh, the eighties hair bands. So
4: it was a psyop to push a transgender agenda. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. We 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 have, we have figured it out. Maybe Rob can I can get the drummer for Cinderella on the show. Talk, ask Grill you know, him I'll get about the that. Dude from
0: Warrant, like yeah. he's saying he lives in my town. So old lead singer for Warrant. He he does a eighties cover band in my in my town or I live in Cleveland here.
5: So so does the lead singer of Warrant does he cover his own songs?
0: Yeah, dude, he plays. All those songs were like his back then. <laughs> uh, he plays them all. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that
4: it's <laughs> really not even a cover band. Dude. Yeah, it's not. So,
0: yeah. It <laughs> yeah, there is a couple. There mixed is a couple. Like <laughs> right. Maybe he does a
5: little. Maybe he does a little quiet riot or something. He sneaks that in there.
0: I, it's been year. It's been like, I would say almost. It's over. Been over two years since I've if I've seen them. I saw him at some sports bar randomly down the road here one day.
5: And you looked at him and you said, "Dude, that's the lead singer of Warrant.
0: Well, I've seen them in town. I mean, like <laughs> I always kind of heard, like heard of the band. It's called like it's called Sunset Strip, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's
5: uh, a good. That's a good name.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I've always heard of them. And you hear hear these they're playing around and and uh, and then I then I hear that. The guy lives in the town I live in here. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then one night we were at this like this place right down the road and uh and they were playing there. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, man. Sports <laughs> bar with freaking dudes from Warrant there. You know?
5: Did you did you go up and talk to him? Mm-mm. <laughs> it was just too no. intimidating. It you was couldn't... really weird.
0: It was like their friends and family. <laughs>
5: Yeah. like like his mom you know
0: yeah totally it seemed like that kind of vibe like a <laughs> private party or something i don't know
5: <laughs> how we got on this subject we were talking about rob's uh rob's uh 80s cover band cobra
6: kai that's right we're uh, we're playing march 15th twin Cakes 2 in nashville yeah.
5: <laughs> we need to get everybody. Like, we need to get all Normals listeners and cruising with Stakes listeners to come down to Nashville and just pack
6: out Twin Cakes too. Well, I think the capacity is like thirty people that are so <laughs> it's
5: called normal fest. Yeah, <laughs> Our listeners,
4: right there, thirty people. <laughs> that,
5: that that could end up that could end up just being like when Great White burned down the oh, oh down. man do they remember that <laughs> like, like they killed all their fans in rhode I, island
6: i know people that worked with that tour and were like you can't do that you guys can't do this this is ridiculous and like they just kept going with the indoor pyro yeah i can't be laid off fireworks in here <laughs> what, what are you guys doing <laughs> dude
5: that was crazy man it was like what 200 something people that died yeah. at that thing oh man could you i've always imagined like the people that would go to that just to laugh at great white and then you, yeah. then you burn. Did you burn horribly and you horribly die from burning to death? Like, you, go you know, to
0: shame somebody and you end up.
5: Dying. I know. Like, oh, oh, dude, it's great. white. Oh, I'm on fire. You know, it's just, it's just awful, man. That's I mean, I know, I know. I'll probably get some emails about that. How dare you make fun of that? So send,
0: send,
5: send your email to us. Yeah. Yeah. Send it to cruising with steak instead. Yeah. We'll read it. So guys, um, I, uh, you know, you guys had us on back, uh, when was that? Back in that
4: was October?
5: Right at, yeah. Uh,
4: the October 1 shootings. Oh,
5: yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh-huh.
1: The Harvest yeah. Festival.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And, and why, is it that, uh, why is it that I have you guys on after every shooting now? Because now we've we got another one that we can talk sure. about. But let's talk about you guys' podcast. Let's talk about how you guys, kind of what inspired you guys to start it up, you know? Talk about talk about yourselves, guys. I want to know the, the audience to know who you guys are.
4: Well, uh, my name is Grimstake or Steve. I'm I'm 32 years old. I'm a Cancer. Um, I uh, what
5: what are, your, r- tur- what are your what are your turn ons and turns turn offs, <laughs> Steve?
4: Oh, man, everything. I just I like it all. You know, it doesn't doesn't take much. Turn off. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, um really shitty audio on a podcast. That's something like I have a major pet peeve when there's a lot of background noises or mouth noises, which we probably do a lot, but that's all right. I don't Mm -hmm. listen to our shows, but, uh, yeah, I just love podcasts. I (laughs) fell in love with probably about three years ago and, um, me and James met and it was a match made in heaven. Oh yes.
5: (laughs) Were there like birds chirping and just, you know, the, the, the clouds opened and is that that how, how it happened?
0: Yeah like, yeah I mean I, I don't know I got in the podcast I mean probably Around the same time I've only been Listening to podcasts for yeah maybe Four years maybe a little bit more than that I came from Finding audio I never even you know you you know, you Got a podcast app on your phone And I never even used it you know like I, I didn't really Care that much about it because I used to Do design work and stuff so I'd just be Listening to playlists off of YouTube of music and then I'd then I started going into like coast to coast and learning about stuff like that. And this was like fifteen years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then I kind of got hit to like the fade to black stuff. And then then that sent me into chat into the chat world, you know. I never did like AOL chats. I never got online and chatted with people before. I had no need to, you know, like it was um I I just didn't really care for it. Then got into sp- Spreaker chat and then it ventured out from there and then we and then me and steve listened to grimerica you know up in canada that those dudes and uh we um, and they started all they yeah all they did was start a little like google hangout chat one day and me and him were like the first people in it so we started chatting like you know uh, from day one and then uh a, a month would go by or something like that and then we each we always we all listen to the same stuff. Uh mm-hmm. he got Steve turned me on to you guys and then so I started listening to you guys. Excellent. And then uh yeah it's just like a crazy circle of how it all went. And then but uh and then a friend of ours in from that show, um Felix does all their a lot of the, the jingles and music and stuff for Grimerica. And he wrote the 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 intro. He does all our music on our show for all the skits and the segments and the intro song. Like he laid down the cruising with steak that that jam, and then like that's when we were like, shit, we better buy equipment. You know, like uh, yeah, and then yeah, so that's how it started, dude. And then like <laughs>
5: you got yeah, you got buy, forced we, to do it basically. Basically, yeah. we
0: got like we yeah we got like kind of. We're like, oh my god, this might really be something you know and then uh i mean i think the original idea was just to bring on people like you guys you bring on you know all the cool shows that we listen to and talk to you guys and we get to hear all the people you interview that's awesome but i was like what's a little different angle maybe bring on guys that do the shows and their experiences and their thoughts about some of the people they get to talk to and everything you know i mean plus we get you know now we have like our own not, not our own thing, but just like we have discord channel, you know, we got like 30 people in there. Uh, so we have a group of friends that love coming on the show and it gives them a voice to come on and hang out. And we do those, those, uh, crazy hangout shows and things can get off the rails. You want, you want to try to keep something going, streamlined? that try that one. Oh my God.
5: Yeah. You guys have a con- very controlled chaos kind of aspect to your show. Like I've, yeah. I've listened to your show before and it's like a five hour long monstrosity and it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh it is like, like five, like or, four five just, or four, just there's, there's, there's like seven or eight, different, seven people. Or eight
0: different people. Yeah. If we did yeah, those, if we like, did those like live hangout and stream those stream online, those but online, before but we were before doing these, these, uh, we would do an interview and then we then all of a sudden Felix started pumping us up with all these like segments like segments so i was like we do like a uh, like a tech news this that so then but dude all of a sudden, that's how those shows turned into like four hour shows all of a sudden everyone wanted to come <laughs> on and we started doing like two hour intros and then like another two hour show tacked onto it it was like oh man we're off here somehow, you know <laughs> but uh I mean, if you listen to the shows, those are – I mean, they do work. You're just spending a lot of time. It's a time invested it, to listen to something that long. I, I, My heart goes out to you if you've made it that far. <laughs>
5: what's, uh, what's some of the people that you guys have had on other than kind of like the podcast hosts? Because I know you've had myself. You've had our us, um, Soraya uh micah you've had all those guys on but what's some of the other people that maybe that don't have a podcast that one particular that might stand out in your mind that you guys really enjoy talking to
4: we had Walt thornhill on talking uh, about the with the electric universe theory i mean david talbot do a lot of work with that
0: yeah if you go to the uh project thunderbolts.info like if you're, if you guys know about the electric universe, I'm sure you've heard of it. But uh,
5: I have heard of it, but I'm not it, really sure what it is. I hear, I hear, um, I hear evil, Soraya talk about it a lot.
0: Yeah, I know he's kind of into it.
5: Yeah, uh,
0: I'm a huge fan of it. I get, I would say fan, whatever, proponent of it. I mean, I'm not. Nothing is really set in stone, but that's the one thing to me. That's ever since I heard it years back, like uh, of that. I guess you could say it's a theory, but the one thing I like about the theory is that it's 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 like a uh, crowd-sourced, open-funded project. So there's no, like, you know, uh, university-backed, like, this is what it is type data being put into it. And, uh, I mean, but as far as the, the electric, well, at least the people doing the work, but uh, the electric universe is... It's a different description of space, basically. That it's uh, that it's uh, plasma, electrically charged ion. You know, it basically imagine like a, you had a map of the brain and you see all the like the neuro connections and everything. As you zoom out, you know, and that's basically what their version of space is: how everything's electrically connected <clears throat> and um, even linking in some of the stuff and in, in, with the past and some of the observed effects and even with better equipment nowadays, they're using like radiography and stuff like that to test ions that come through and they can have different telescopes, uh, infrared telescopes. They can follow these, these plasma clouds and everywhere in space, basically. So we always, I always say it, but it's the ether. It's like the, everything we talk about like consciousness and stuff a lot. I think a lot of that, I mean, some of these theories can get pretty far out there, but as far as a collective, as we all think, and, you know, people say there's like a, like a, you know, data that's, that always is, there always was, screen memory type deal. And I think that data is just stored, you know, somehow consciously. And I would think it would be in this, they would say the ether. It's all all-knowing. It's always there. It's, um. But as far as connectivity throughout the universe, yeah. Like I think they were using. They'd done tests and they call them Berkeley currents. And these currents uh, rip across space and then they basically connect planets. They've uh destroyed planet like Mars. Their big theory on with uh, David Talbot. He's the other half of. The electric universe when they formed The whole idea he's more of the historian So like he got like Ancient cave art and depictions You know uh, You know like probably 12 That whole time frame that whole 12,000 Years ago you know like um, You might have seen Him I'd have to pull images of him up or whatever But look like a little alien dude with spiky things on their heads and stuff like and, yeah I but, know
5: yep mm-hmm. I, yeah I know what you're well, talking anyway, about these yeah. things
0: were being seen all over the world like even the nazca lines look like the same type of stuff all over the planet and these uh in, in in depictions of cave art so what they were seeing supposedly was what was going on in the skies and these Birkeland currents basically they, they there's a whole like second sun you know the black sun the the saturn you know like it used to be there used to be like a, our planets used to be lined up a little differently we it used to be like um saturn uh venus mars and then earth and then basically as time went on you know that's when the the first i'd say our solar system whatever version 1.0 is as the planets grew and formed They start, if you had, you know, if you take Magnets and you and you stick them together There's that force, you know So, and this is the theory with The electric kind of stuff, you know, you're trying To push magnets together, but it, it needs It's, it needs its space, so as they're Pushing apart Um, the Basically, yeah, they Use these Bir- these Birkland currents, it's like It's almost like welding, so they're shooting Across, like, surfaces, so As, as, uh Earth is is getting further away from Mars, and like, and Mars is kind of stuck in the middle of Venus, and then, and, and the connection between Earth and Venus, that starts just ripping apart Mars basically. And there's a lot of evidence on Mars that shows like the the type of crater esque material, what would happen when you do have a positive and negatively charged areas of Mars. So like, it, it, like if you take a, they had a top, a top view of the typography of like Mars and it almost like, like, looks like a yin yang symbol, like as above, so below, like, like, a like a scalar wave going across the whole surface. The amount, the same amount of dirt on the Southern hemisphere was ripped off on the, on the Northern hemisphere. And all that was blown out in the space. And, uh, there's a lot of evidence of that, you know, the Mars scar, the Mariner, I think it's called the, the Mariner's trench or something like that, like the Mars Scar. you know, and all those were those old, uh, old, uh, Roman, uh, gods and, you know, the God of war, all that kind of stuff. That's where all that mythology comes from.
5: Right. And. It sounds a little bit there's there's an element of the Velikovsky theory in there too oh, that's about uh
0: definitely part of
1: it, yeah.
5: What did he say that Venus well he said that Venus was a comet and that that yeah. Venus passing by Earth is what caused um some of the events of the book of Exodus and some other biblical events, like the Earth stand the Joshua making the sun stand still and then mm-hmm. Venus moved into its uh into its new position, so yeah uh, that's it sounds like there's like they're kind of building off that in a way
0: it it does and I mean which makes me think of you know like is it just another theory I mean, yeah, but at the same time, there's a lot of freaking a lot of really smart people putting a lot of work and money into it, and yeah, I would just encourage anybody to go to uh the thunderbolts um thunderbolts project yeah on on their site i think it's thunderbolts.info but i'm, uh, I'm
5: gonna have to look more into this because dude, got, i always like, hear
0: our documentary. oh I mean,
5: lord can make
0: more sense. <laughs> it, it, that's why I, for me to try yeah. to explain this right. in five minutes impossible right it's yeah
5: impossible. yeah it's 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 really it's really complex yes. what about you steve what's some of your your favorite guests on the show uh, put you on I mean, the spot man the,
4: when we had uh ren Callier on mm. I, uh, i love i love Ren. he's actually been
5: uh he's ren's like, an up. interesting guy he he hangs out with
4: us like just on random chats that we have throughout the week he plays d and d with us oh does he yeah, that was good things where it was like a show led to a a pretty good friendship like it was
5: it's pretty cool and uh did recently, you did you hear our show that we did with Ren on the oh, yeah. hit about communism yes <laughs> great a great show. How cheap you guys get um not too much really oh, i got good i got to i got a couple of people that 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 said that it was weird it, but
0: you know like
5: yeah I, there were a couple of things that i had to uh that i just kind of had to differ with but i mean you know there there wasn't too much that i that we really disagreed on you know yeah i just don't know if Stalinist Stalinist communism is the answer to the questions.
4: <laughs> the way the way I see it, it could work good on a small scale in a small community, but it can't work with sure. millions of people. Sure. There's sure. no way it could work with millions of people.
6: I just I don't have I just, enough I faith in humanity for, humanity for it to work for,
4: work for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's true because Some, somebody somebody will, screw it, will screw it up or one butthole.
5: Yeah. <laughs> 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 So,
0: he was cool. We just had a we we had a we met a new friend Marina Jacoby. We just had her on like a couple weeks ago. That was an amazing chat. Uh, She's kind of like into when she was a little kid. She basically tapped into like channeling, Uh and she ended up channeling the the nine. Right?
5: Oh, really?
4: Yeah. Oh. Nine, she talks to to grays who what she calls hybrids like it's uh oh. she does a lot of work and she puts it all out there for free so that's the only reason like I can really appreciate and respect her uh-huh. It's not like she's a salesman you know
0: <laughs> just, yeah and, and she's just pushing like positive uh positive outlook on things and that's kind of like when we same thing with our show dude I mean it's just we have a good time um, and just trying to push a a good outlook on on life towards it, and uh, have fun with it, man. Like you know, and and
4: there's debates about cryptocurrency that happens. <laughs> huh. It's a
5: Ponzi scheme. Yes,
4: exactly. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a
1: good
5: I wrote, one. That was yeah, a good was one. I, I I sat <laughs> I, through that I, whole I through entire, that whole thing, entire thing, thing just to hear that one cool. thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh. And we were getting echo effect bad. I don't know where that's coming from, but right now? Yeah, uh, it, it comes and goes. It's weird.
6: Yeah, it's just real brief. It's kind of dramatic. I kind of like it. It it punctuates yeah. it, man. Yeah. It punctuates yeah. the point.
0: The Ponzi scheme episode was one of the great hangouts for sure. Yeah. That was, that was I'm going to bed.
5: Long. Good night.
0: Oh, he lost it. <laughs> and the funny thing is he's all in the crypto now.
5: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Ren, Ren was telling me that. A lot of people are really getting into it. Um, I had somebody uh, comment on the, the Facebook page, and they, uh, one of the, I think when we talked to Ren, and this guy comments and says, says Oh, yeah, I'm so tired of hearing about Bitcoin on podcasts. <laughs> and the episode that I just put up, our, my, our friend Guy I'm Malone. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gotten really seriously into Bitcoin too. A lot of people are getting into Aaron David. You know, he's getting into it like like Aaron hardly posts oh, yeah. an episode anymore, but he's seriously into into Bitcoin. <laughs> what do you guys think? You know, I don't want to belabor it too much, but I mean, do you guys think that it, it's here to stay, or what? What do you think about it?
4: I think that the blockchain technology will be here to stay. I don't necessarily know if Bitcoin will.
5: Yeah, I mean, you have guys.
4: And their their predictive programming and all that stuff, the web bots being able to say that like it's gonna be like over a hundred thousand and you know, there's wild predictions, but
0: I don't know. The I world guess, could like, end tomorrow too. Could predict that, you know.
4: Taken down <laughs> and destabilize entire country. Well, not we personally, but destabilize entire countries because they try to go off the petrodollar. Like I don't think they're gonna easily let a whole new currency just slip in. Yeah. I know I'm using Ubiquitous they or whoever it is. <laughs> but dude, I just think the powers that be do not want uh any kind of alternative currency. Well, it yeah. definitely
5: does democratize currency in a way. I mean it's very it has a very I mean it it really fits in. Well, Rand talking about it really fits in with some of his with some of his belief system because it mm-hmm. takes the power out of the elite and kind of gives it to the people, you know. Yeah. In, in Very a decentralized and yeah,
1: right.
0: If anything, I like the 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 blockchain part of the like the, just that like no middleman step. You know, mm-hmm. not. I mean, that, I mean, I know there's a need for banks, but it's just like when you're doing these transactions like that, when you got to wait on your money. You know, I I like the step that it's instant. I think that part with the blockchain i think is is helpful in a way
5: right right yeah it's it's definitely it's it's definitely an interesting world that we're coming into i've been thinking about
6: investing myself in it i just wish i understood it yeah like me too we've done multiple shows on it i've researched it and i just i don't get it I don't know where the backing comes from. Like, <laughs> where, where does the right. value come from? I don't understand.
0: Our, our one, our buddy Nomad says all the time. He's just like, "So, can you get Bitcoin without using your own money? You know, like before you used to be able to mine it. Remember, he like, oh yeah, long, long time ago, <clears throat> you could almost create it out of nothing." and right.
6: pe- people still do but you need like a network of yeah. like dozens of computers computing it to to compete and to be the first one to discover the stuff and then it's divided amongst you know everybody and
0: yeah so right there makes you kind of scratch your head when you're, you got to use real money to get into it so that's what's kind of but i mean it's like with any investment really i don't know you got to use your money you got to buy into it but mm-hmm. i think with that stuff you have... Like like Ren was explaining, uh, you want to invest into a particular company that has value, you know, like what, if, if it's offering some type of service or good or added value, like a stock. Like you're gonna, you're not going to invest in some shitty stock, so.
6: Right, but, but I, I still don't like. For for me, it's the the where does the value come from? Like I understand, like to use your your petrol example. Like yeah. I understand supply and demand. And how those prices fluctuate and how, you know, why things are, you know, more now than they used to be. And, in you know, even the inflation that goes along with that. But I don't understand why a Bitcoin was worth $18,000 three months ago and now it's worth 12000
4: Does it make sense? I, 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 people just must assign it value.
5: That's, <laughs> yeah.
4: That's mm-hmm. why I'm not going to play that game. I just sit yeah. back and watch the ride happen. I'm not going to invest.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I probably won't either. I don't know. I have. I just have an IRA. That's all I have.
5: <laughs> well, like you know, like I'm, si- I'm sitting. I'm, think- I'm, oh, I'm sitting here thinking. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sitting here thinking about it. Thinking about it. But I don't know if I'm no, actually going to do, do it. No. Well, well,
0: well you have well, to. You have to. One bitcoin's like <laughs> coins like sixteen thousand dollars, you know. But you have to buy it, you know, one piece at a time to get it up to the, just to get one bitcoin. You, it's whatever percentage, you know, pennies of that bitcoin, you know, you're buying every uh, time.
4: Right. Right now, bitcoin is ten thousand six hundred and sixty nine. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so everybody who bought it at six thousand, like what two weeks ago when it was, after it took that dip. Uh huh. it's been floating around between 10 and 12, but that's I'm, I'm with Rob. I don't understand how they, who comes up with this pricing.
5: Like who says it's worth that much
4: money? Like, I don't get it.
5: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're right, guys. It really, it really doesn't make you wonder if
0: there's a hidden amount of how many were ever made or something like that too. You know, like how many bitcoins, I think that's what assesses the value
4: well, yeah, there's a finite amount of them. Right. Uh-huh. So, um,
0: anyway. aliens or something. It's, yeah, that's what it is. It's the
5: aliens. It's got to be. It's the Illuminati guys. Illuminati yeah, yeah. aliens. You
0: wanna, uh, yeah, you I've ever want to fund a black budget space program?
5: Yeah. That's <laughs> the sure is. You know, it's the Kiwanis Club, one of those. Um, totally. The. <laughs> thoughts on what happened with this parkland school shooting we talked about this in the intro which you guys haven't heard yet but I, I was talking about some of the, what I felt the agendas were and I felt like the I feel like the part of the agenda is really putting an emphasis on pre-crime and secondly just making schools into even more of an armed camp than they already are you know kind of in increasing this whole like um, school-to-prison pipeline that seems to be going on. Um, what do you guys think about this, what happened? Have you guys been, been paying attention to it? Um, anything well, that you think is suspicious about it?
4: Um, I don't think that we should arm teachers because, I mean, dude, how often are teachers getting arrested for banging their students and we're going to trust them with guns like we can't <laughs> –
5: uh, that's a good point. I haven't thought about it in that direction. Yeah.
4: Then you have to pay for the training of all them. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to go so far as like some of these conspiracies are and just craziness. Like it was definitely a tragedy and you know, people got shot. Yeah. I think that the F was informed several times and they didn't do anything about it. That's one thing I've been seeing, but it's like, who knows? Cause I'll see that on like some kind of right wing website. And it's, what do I even believe? <laughs> that's yeah. the biggest.
6: Right. And we talked a little bit about that earlier, too. And it's like, the FBI was warned, but I don't know what they were warned and what they're capable of doing. What kind of evidence was there? Was it like, if there was no direct threats, they can't really intervene. Yeah, You know, they can keep an eye on them, but until they do something that's illegal, they can't apprehend somebody. So that's where okay. the that whole pre- pre-crime sort of mentality that Adam mentioned comes into play. Like, at what point do you intervene and say, this person is dangerous, let's analyze them, let's pull them out of society, you know? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and, and the fact that they say how, like, the uh, the officers that were on duty were doing nothing. They were just, like, hiding or something. They they did nothing to engage. So, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a sticky mess that I just don't <laughs> want to get involved with. <laughs>
0: yeah that, that whole like what was it like they that school has a like do not arrest policy, you know, like like where they were kind of letting out how did dude there's there's a pretty deep rabbit hole with uh crime and stuff like that in, in that whole Broward that whole county thing. area,
4: yeah, man, that's debbie wasserman Schultz how <laughs> that's,
0: that's yeah. uh, yeah. and- i guess <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> i'd have to look up some of the articles but just last night we were kind of talking about it for a little bit but how numbers and data and petty crime even major crimes of uh, uh rape stuff like that to, to pat down the numbers went like un like things went undone you know like in that whole county to lower the numbers you know and same thing with that school though, and having like a no-, no arrest policy. Like if if kids are getting in trouble for bringing like whatever, say they brought a knife or something, you know. But that's like a big school too, though. You know, like that's like a freaking yeah. college yeah. campus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so
4: also, I don't, I don't uh-huh. like how. I think that these kids that are out there like making the news rounds, like they're definitely being weaponized by some media agency or some agenda. They are being told to push. And they're just eating it up because they honestly, uh, I feel in uh, their minds, they actually think they're making a difference. And these kids don't realize what kind of stuff they're in yet. Like, they're just, they're being used as pawns. And that's kind of sickening,
5: uh-huh. weaponizing these kids. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I I I agree. Think
4: yeah they're, they're not going to be able to make any kind of difference. Like, it's sad to say, but no. Like, people...
0: In you're 15, storming Capitol Hill. It's
4: not going to happen. And it's going to push gun sales through the roof this quarter. You could just watch it. I guarantee. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. insanity.
5: Well, right after it happened that that sat that Sunday after it happened, I was I was coming up here. I was bringing my car up here to Ross because I was having my gallbladder surgery the next day, and uh, he was going to watch. That's the other thing. Rob's a really cool producer. He watches my car for me. Yeah, my car sat. Yeah,
4: car sat. <laughs>
5: and uh i I turn it on to our local talk radio station, and on the weekends they just play you know just- people that basically they're infomercials, but this was the gun this was the gun show I had never heard this before ever, and this guy's on there, this you know Tennessee bubba, and he says yeah man the the sales of a r fifteen since this happened, man it's gone through the roof." And, and I'm just like here we you know, here we go again every single time. And it just it it really really guys, it never ends with this stuff. That's why in my opinion, I, I just don't think that any of this is about gun control. I think no, gun man. control is just another issue that is being used to just keep everybody in a state of tension. It really is.
1: I
0: mean, I don't have a problem as far as schools. Like, I have two kids that are in school, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah, arming teachers is. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of iffy. Why don't you just arm? Ha, ha, like, if it's gonna be that crazy, I do. I do agree with like some of the stuff that people are saying. Like, we use. I mean, dude, there's like there's there's cops that hang out at the grocery store. Like, why can't there be a cop that hangs out at your school, your kid's school, and like. I mean, I, I have no problem with that. I guess sir, you need a more cops, but I mean, but um, I have no problem funding an officer to hang out at my kid's school, dude. No doubt about it.
5: Yeah, and, they uh, already have school resource officers, but
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but but also, why not get a some as easy as a metal detector? Also, I don't care. I mean, let them walk yeah. through a metal detector.
4: All but, our school resource officer ever did, he would break up fights and steal right. weed. Right. <laughs> I'll I take that. <laughs> dude, that's, dude, that's all he did. I guarantee he
5: was smoking that right after school. Yeah. <laughs> I'll gotta get, claim this for evidence, guys.
4: Yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> so dude, I, I guess ne- if you're gonna shoot I, think about
4: that, I I could never see like that guy that was in my school like doing anything if there was an actual incident. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think you need actual well-trained people if you are going to do it. Or yeah, like, and the
5: other train. thing is, how is how is somebody with with a with a sidearm going to go up against someone with a with a rifle or an ass, mm-hmm. or or a quote unquote assault rifle? How are they going to do that? And maybe they could sneak up on them or something, mm-hmm. but how yeah, is that going to happen?
4: They'll be so unpredictable because it's just some kid
5: acting yeah. on pure adrenaline. Right. <laughs> That's- right. Right, exactly.
0: It is kind of. I I do get that though. Like you're in a fight or flight moment. You know, it's like, do I really want to run in this place <laughs> with the freaking AR-15 going off? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but guys, I, I guess if I was a cop,
4: guys, I, I only get thirty-five thousand dollars a year. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but he's not pulling any kind of huge bucks.
5: Yeah, they they want this got to be. They want this guy to be Rambo and save everybody. Mm-hmm. Going, in to save, save the entire school. I, yeah. I see. Also, as well, I didn't mention this in the first because I wanted to bring it up with you guys. The, what blew my mind. I and I had no clue. I had no clue at all. Somebody can walk into a, a gun shop or whatever at twenty. They have to be twenty-one to buy a pistol or a sidearm. But you can buy an AR-15 or some other kind of rifle like that and be eighteen years old. That's oh, yeah. it, it. It seems like that's just it, there's something wrong there. You know, and I had I had it put to me that an actual um, an actual sidearm that you get be twenty one is because you know you can conceal it,
3: right? Uh-huh.
5: Whereas with a with a assault rifle or whatever, you know, obvious, it's going to be obvious what it is. But well, it
0: was like if you went back to like what was it, like the fifties or sixties, and there was like this whole new thing that came out—the war on handguns—and and that was going to be the deadly killer. Yeah, you know, there was nothing wrong with long guns, you know. And right. Also, yeah. So it's like a, so it's, it's just a cycle. It just keeps coming around again, and so now what
4: to think about how there's a war how, how well the war on drugs has gone
0: i don't know yeah. like
4: if you guys notice, but mm-hmm. yeah i had any kind of problem getting any kind of weed that's been illegal my entire life so
5: <laughs> it's, yeah it's gone so well they've really kept those drugs off the streets man oh yeah
4: they've just exactly it's worked great so i don't see them making any kind of. Like, let's say hypothetically they did not try to ban guns or whatever like it's it wouldn't work there's no way it would not in america
6: no, you'd no, just right. be you'd be giving a, a new market to the black market industry, and that's about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Which is already there in many respects anyway. It would just further increase that, and the criminals are still going to get guns. Yes, I mean somebody told me that here in downtown Nashville. One of our listeners told me that you know he saw this like six or seven year old kid pull a gun on somebody across the street from where he worked like what in the hell you know
4: (laughs) that's that's insane
5: yeah it it really is so
0: times are strange dude
5: yeah i don't think there's any kind of real uh solution that's going to come across and these and and steve you mentioned the kids i mean they are being used I mean, you know what they they believe, and more power, you know, more power to them. Uh, that they're doing the right thing, and and they're they're convicted, and and all this. But right now, people are paying attention. Wait till the news cycle moves to something else, you know. Yep. <laughs> Wait till Stormy, God, Daniels, Stormy Daniels, tells Daniels tells all. Tells
4: all.
5: <laughs> yes, Our bears all. Bears <laughs> all. The next distraction.
4: Yeah, yeah, the next. The next Russian collusion. Uh, you know right. story or something. With that. Right. Twenty-four news cycle. Right.
5: These these kids are gonna they're they're gonna be forgotten. I think.
4: They, yep. No, I think that David Hogg kid is gonna have a nice career on CNN. <laughs> 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 I think you think he's got it locked in? Right. Right. Yeah. See, you know, the, I, was, yeah, I, I I, feel ashamed to admit this, but I'm sitting there on Twitter today just like scrolling, and I just sat there reading like a whole thread between him and Alex Jones because like he agreed to go on Alex Jones's show before he actually knew who Alex Jones was or something. And I, right. And
1: <laughs> there's
4: all this nonsense going on, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ.
5: <laughs> yeah. It's just insanity. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's like we're just caught between. Most of the time, the normal every the normal everyday person is just caught between these two different extremes. Basically, I mean, we're caught between all this, and we're just trying to sit here and just like find out, figure out just what the hell is going on. It's all just a big, huge distraction.
0: That's very true, and you try to think like how far back these distractions go. And then when you thought, when did you think life was fairly normal? Was it the eighties when, when I had Cinderella on my wall? For
5: yeah, man, it seemed It seemed
0: pretty normal, man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
5: Things were simple. Same,
0: yeah. But at the same time, that's just us being old. I mean, I just turned 40 dude, Saturday, Sunday. And like,
5: congratulations, so, brother. You yeah, crossed, yes, the, I may, you crossed the I threshold.
0: Crossed the threshold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's been a shitstorm for twenty years, basically basically since nine yeah. eleven. I mean, I mean, it was a shitstorm with when, when towards the latter half of uh, Clinton as president, but
4: we didn't know about it. That's yeah. the, thing. the internet has brought too many well, people.
0: Social to, media. Where? Yes. And the, the, the uh, the blatant just. Oh man, the weaponized, yeah, the way they call it, the weaponized autism of social media, dude. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh,
4: it's on 4chan, man. Just, yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> and they plant these seeds and the seeds grow of conspiracy and, con- yeah, the conspiracy normal, as you, we would put it, right? And uh, we're, we're, Yeah. We, I think we can mention this to Brandon when we just had him about, uh, uh, or uh, somebody, or no, uh, Gordon, maybe conspiracy is the new norm. But that's always, they've always kind of said that, though, you know, like, right but um you then- know
5: when i came up with that name that was not how that that was not how what that was not how i what it was supposed to be
6: yeah
5: i was going to combine consp- talk about conspiracy theory and and the paranormal but it's like the name of this show has taken on a whole new life because that's basically what happened in the 6 years that i have we have been doing this show that's what has happened it's like conspiracy th- theory has just become normal yes and i've i've had somebody even tell me and i even look at it this way that it's almost like conspiracy theory is like the ultimate form of performance art now
0: yes oh yeah it's like dude it's like how loud can a kid get how loud can a show host get how loud you know um
5: mm-hmm
0: spreading whatever they want to spread but at the same time so that's I think that's the trick going forward because we're not getting rid of social media dude that's not happening so what do we do to have a positive look out on the future and try to decipher some of its information and and that's where I'm kind of at but like and and also you don't want to tune everything out of your you know existence I mean you got to be somewhat informed especially when when we're all doing shows and stuff. So it's like I find it kinda tough, but I try to take a positive look out uh, outlook on things. Uh great. Those kids can stand up and at least they they think they have a voice. But yeah, I might be misled but uh I don't know. I find it hard to it going forward it's gonna be hard to <laughs> Think what is going to be true and what isn't, because dude, the technology now—you could fake every single thing that's on a screen. A guy's pet, a guy's head. I can have my face talking; it'll be Grim's mouth moving. You know, like I mean, the the shit's going to be so far undetectable. You know, so that's those are the problems I have with news and stuff like that going into the future for sure. That's going to be tough.
5: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, you, I you've already gonna... you've already got that AI that can put um, different actresses' heads on on porno films. You know, I yeah. mean that's that yeah. stuff's crazy, and
0: and it, all the fun little apps where you, you mimics your you, you tracks your face and your yeah you this and that and you're putting dog ears on there, but it's got every motion every em- range of emotion your face makes. Mm-hmm. Um, Snapchat
4: is it's it, it's, a, it's a program just to. For facial recognition,
0: recognition software. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, that's uh,
5: that's, that's all airport, you're doing,
0: man. Those airport things you now—they get the scanners and like they scan your—I think it like scans your face and stuff—and people are just going through. Oh, this is so great! You know, like they don't give a shit. They don't even know. You know, it's like. Yeah. I think you got mentioned earlier. You know that whole that whole police state style. And style stylized like prison you know system There, it's like it's, it's getting more ingrained yeah <laughs> uh
5: yeah and it's it we were making the point in the intro i was talking about this you know chief israel in broward county at this the mm-hmm. cnn town hall where he talked about well we need to give the police more power throughout the country to be able to assess an assess a potential threat and put that person in a mental institution and all this stuff and the whole crowd there just cheers you know yeah because they're scared they want like rob said the quick and easy solution but it's almost like you don't realize just how you know that can that will easily be abused by whoever by whoever is yep slippery slope
4: it absolutely is because then it's like you could just throw anybody you want in there. <laughs> you
1: know? mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Exactly. Exactly. I made the point that, you know, uh, they did that to dissidents in the Soviet Union. And uh, it's just, you know, on the, other, on the other hand, though, I think that maybe these kids that, you know, they're starting this new movement. And keep in mind, this is not the millennial generation. This is the generation after them. What do they call them? Generation Z or whatever. Whatever the hell that means. And you know,
4: yeah, because we got I got my generation Y uh, title taken away.
5: I used to be generation
4: Y and then all of a sudden I'm a millennial.
5: Like, that's right. right. That's now? right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know where the I don't even know where the lines even even come in, you know. I'm still generation X I suppose but it it is what it is. Yeah. So, I want to know from you guys. Let's uh, talk in the general realm of conspiracy theories. What's your what's your favorite? What conspiracy theory just makes you guys just get all warm inside? <laughs> uh,
4: James you first.
0: Man. <laughs> uh Got streams. I don't know, man. I think you well, got this,
5: Dave. You got it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, oh, Dave, Dave,
5: Dave Cruz. Dave Cruz.
1: <laughs>
0: Dave Cruz. I, I guess. I, I guess maybe. Um, if I, the one I would like to know the most and would would the rabbit hole wise would uh be like ancient like. Uh, The hidden truth in the ancient stuff, you know, like the Templar stuff, you know, like going way back and, you know, I'm sure there's been a lot of like stuff being hidden to date, you know, like of how old, (laughs) how old we really are. (laughs) Uh huh. I find that stuff to be pretty, pretty amazing. And that that, uh, anything old in history like that, you know, because history is written by uh, written by the rules of victory, you know, so. That stuff's always going to be cast in a different light, and uh, I'd love to see some of that old school stuff and uh, not see it, but but just find out the truth about it, man. And uh, maybe maybe the Egypt, you know, yeah, that maybe what what all went down there, all
4: about Antarctica. Like, there's something going down in Antarctica.
5: (laughs) Down? I thought Antarctica was around the flat Earth. I'm a
6: little confused here, guys. He meant out yeah. on the edge, Adam.
0: <laughs> talking about a month talking about a conspiracy that pissed me off. That's one
1: <laughs> 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 is
4: a complete uh, uh, psyop put uh, into the conspiracy uh, theorists just to get us distracted on something else.
6: Or to make us look make crazy. A dream? Dream.
4: Either way. Yeah. If it's flat, if it's round, who cares? It doesn't affect your life at all. And if they are lying to us, that it just I don't I could care less. Like they just need to forget about it. Same with Mandela effect. Forget about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bernstein, Bernstein, whatever. It's just a bunch of people. remember.
6: okay. It's Bernstein, not Bernstein, for one. Stein. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they changed no, the, that. They changed it, the, the, Rob. The time
5: travelers changed it.
6: The Mandela effect stuff does. I, I do find it interesting because it messes with my head. But I'm, I have horrible memory anyways, so.
4: Exactly. We all have
0: horrible.
6: A, yeah. Per,
0: per <laughs> assault with that
6: stuff. Yeah. I do they have. Do,
5: go ahead.
0: No, I was saying they do have. They do. They do pull up these pictures from old. You know, like was it Jiffy or Jiff? You know, like the peanut butter. You know, whatever. Right? It's like all these random things. I'm like, man, you start scratching your head. You know, it's like mind control tricks.
5: I'm so, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. I I I. I not what it seemed. I do but, have my own Mandela effect story, though. Oh, I'll sweet. tell you. Um, for some reason, it has to do with Robert Loggia. If you guys know who Robert Loggia was, um, okay. I mean, he was a yeah, he was a character actor. Uh, best known for his role as the evil grandfather in Over the Top, the Stallone okay. film.
0: Stallone flick, the arm yeah. wrestling one.
5: <laughs> yeah, the arm wrestling. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Dude, I love
0: this. I lo- always remember the the the, the, and the slow motion of of the fingers just like
6: folding over the. Top.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
6: all in the grip, man. <laughs> it's all all in the grip. In the grip. Big. arm wrestling for a big rig.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get more American than that. Hell's he up. was arm wrestling for the love of his son. Yeah uh-huh. and a big rig. <laughs> a really awesome big rig. But anyway, so I can remember at some point, I can't tell you when because I don't really know. that's how this works, but I can remember hearing that Robert Losia died, right? I don't know why Robert Loja. I have no idea <laughs> why Robert Logia, but I can remember hearing it. And then Robert Logia actually died. And I was like, I thought he was already dead. I heard that he died.
1: <laughs> that's, my, oh, that's
5: my Mandela effect story.
4: <laughs> okay. The only way I could think the, <laughs> say the Mandela effect is real. And we all like CERN or something knocked us into another dimension. <laughs> I that that kind of makes sense. I can see that.
5: Yeah, they turned that thing on, and it just started. It just started producing the all the uh, parallel universes all around now, us.
4: Lines. Yeah, exactly. I, I can get on board
6: for sure.
5: <laughs> so, Vailing,
0: <laughs> have,
6: have you guys seen I any, any of the uh, the new X Files? The recent yeah, series,
0: the Magna Effect. Magdala. Yeah, <laughs> that was the last one I saw.
6: Oh, that that episode was great, though. Yeah, that was good.
5: X Files is weird now because it's like the um, the 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 mythology episodes are terrible. They're yeah. awful, but the With standalone the one- episodes standalone, are really, so good. really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I think we kind of brought this up on the show the other day. Remember? Okay, remember last last year the whole uh, to the stars? You know that all came out. Oh right? yeah, and then. What Tom
5: DeLonge last... is going to save
0: yeah. us all, guys. Well, no. Remember, like, in the last last, the, the yes. reboot of last year, the last episode? Guess what was in that last episode on the bridge? Mm-hmm. The TR-3B, dude. The the oh. the UFO. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, yep. Beaming down, and then also, it's like, it's a uh, yeah, it's like, you know, I think when you look back to that, I think X-Files had a lot to do with people's interest, you know, and and this type of stuff because that was pretty gritty back then. I mean, God, I, when I was in college, I was like 98, 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. It used to be The Simpsons and X Files every Sunday.
6: Yep. 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 That's, I what got, it. that's what got me into all of this was The X Files. Oh,
0: yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and, uh, beans. Used to reptile watch Yeah, reptile. Yeah, reptilians and shit. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, but I was just kind of reverting to that one episode, and, that, and then all of a sudden, you know, Tom DeLonge comes on Joe Rogan and starts pulling up YouTube videos at TR three Bs. I'm like, he's like, yeah, type in, uh, <laughs> telling young Jamie over there to type in YouTube videos. Yeah, and, it,
5: and he 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 was also sniffing a lot too, and
0: yeah, uh, I, I know, man. You know, I had I had was on. <laughs> I had uh, high hopes for to the stars. But I don't know. Not not that they would be a full blown disclosure thing. I did like some of the. I like the idea. Maybe they said they have this alloy or whatever. You know that that's probably the only thing out of all of that that interests me. But sounds like another business adventure.
5: Yeah, I I think that Tom DeLong, I think he's a true believer. Yeah, um, and they might be able to do some good. I don't. I don't look at it as, as a negative thing. A lot of people in the UFO community do, but, uh, I don't
0: see it as a negative, really. I don't yeah. know. It's just there. It's a thing. It's a right.
5: Thing, right. You know? And, and he could just be one of these things that these, the, these CIA military industrial complex guys use as a kind of a mean, uh, as a means to an end. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of, militarization of space going on and i think that that's a cover for it um that's just kind of my own personal conspiracy theory about it um i think and that i all think the
0: money like uh richard dolan you know if you, yeah. if you follow his work i mean that's who you're gonna right. look at until, right like for that kind of stuff I, yeah. I
5: think i think elon musk is is preparing to kill us all
0: and to ask you, how to dare ask you, guys, sir? How yeah, dare you? What'd you think about Starman and all that?
5: And <laughs> well, this—I'll I'll put this over to Rob because he's dare the, you be he, lo- he loves, he loves Elon Musk?
6: <laughs> oh, I think he—I think he's great. <laughs> he is working on technologies was, that are going to yeah, bring us out of this new dark age. Yeah, and save us all.
0: <laughs> he wants to put the hyperloop between Cleveland and Chicago. You get to Chicago in twenty-eight minutes. How can I'm
4: you not of- love that? Yeah. <laughs> God, we can get a studio right in between it, dude. Yeah, let's record be... Hyperloop in between our houses. That would be awesome.
6: He's making he's making affordable battery packs that you can install in your house and become self sufficient.
5: <laughs>
6: Why are you laughing insane. at this?
5: <laughs> I did. Could... Just... Uh, Rob, uh, Rob it, just loves Elon Musk so much. I just give him a hard time about it.
6: as far as, far as like people
0: say "Oh my God!" Did you? See, I mean, okay, yeah. He they he shoots off this badass freaking rocket, you know, and then uh, and then immediately, uh, of course, every freaking person out there, it's fake. It's fake. Da, 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 the rockets even fake. I'm especially like, oh the, God, especially the flat earthers. Yeah. Well, what
4: what did he say? He said. Yeah. You know it's real because it looks, it so, looks so
1: fake. fake.
4: <laughs> it was his quote.
1: Yeah,
0: and I, I watched. I mean, I, yeah, I watched when it went up, and I watched when the 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 fairings blew off it. I watched when it was flying around in space. Yeah, it was, it was freaking awesome, dude. If I was Elon Musk, I would have launched my goddamn car out in the space too. Why not? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I think it was pretty sweet. <laughs>
5: <laughs> i asked but, my uh i asked my stepson about that because he uh yeah i think elon Musk is one of his personal heroes and he told me he said uh he's a good kid yeah he he yeah. told me he said he said I, he said yeah i like what he did but it's a waste of a good car <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it totally is well i think uh i mean he had a i test think that, i think technology in in well old tech as far as uh whatever you would say uh Fossil 60. fossil fuels to, to power something To get into space I don't think that's going to last too much longer I think there's Obviously I think I believe that there's way better tech out there Than than using fossil fuels To, to shoot a booster up into space But Powered If, thing, if, it if be, anything uh... it'll inspire The space race again You know I, yeah. I, I think that's one thing that could become positive Out of it
5: that's well, putting the space race into private hands, which I think is probably <clears throat> what is needed for sure. Um, which is, oddly enough, is kind of like what you see in the movie Alien or Prometheus, right? Isn't that – it's like private companies that are going into space yeah. and – yeah, uh,
0: Going to sleep for 15 years, waking up and – yeah. <laughs>
5: Steve, what's your favorite conspiracy theory, man? Uh,
4: aliens, man. I've just I've, I've been a sucker for aliens, even though you just I, love them. I've gone so deep down the rabbit hole that now I'm just you know i I don't I don't buy the ETH hypothesis or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely think it might be something to do with uh, time travel or consciousness or something more along those lines. But I don't know, man. I'm just always gonna love aliens and always hope that we're gonna make contact, even though no <laughs> we. Don't know we- It's always just a huge distraction, but
5: that's the one. So that would be your, that would be your favorite pet conspiracy is that the government is covering up the alien bodies. Yeah.
4: That we've made contact They're here. You know, there's, there's something going on. Anunnaki. Yeah. (laughs) Zachariah Sitchin stuff. I I also love hollow earth and like reptilians. Like that's a, I don't know, man. I like them all.
5: <laughs> see, see hollow earth to me. Okay. You know, I mean, I don't necessarily buy it, but I can believe it a whole lot more than the flat earth.
6: Yeah. And oh, yeah. well, and it ties into the, the breakaway civilization stuff. And that's, that's right. probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Right. The Come fact on, that man. a group of people could have got so, so advanced that they were just like, ah, eh, screw the rest of you people. We're going to do our own thing. Uh huh.
4: You, you could just watch a few episodes of like expedition unknown and josh gates he goes into a cave like once a week that they've only explored like five percent of it yeah so it's like you have to think how much stuff is underneath the ground it's crazy how big these cave systems could be
5: yeah those slea stack from could land be- of the lock land of the lost exactly. are down there <laughs>
0: they could be <laughs> well well dude we did, yeah, that, we did that show, show- Jeffrey, Jeffrey and he we was and doing was lidar, doing radiography, radiography scans, and um, of like Chitzen Itza and stuff. And there's just massive cavernous, uh, un- underneath and Itza. Like Chitzen Itza is like twenty times the size of what you see, just the little part of it sticking out of the ground. Yeah, and and these were all over the world, you know, like of. Of these that they're doing scans of all this stuff, and there's a whole another level to it. And then as far as uh, the the lidar and stuff, yeah, you're talking about going underground, massive cave systems everywhere. So the hollow earth areas, there's definitely something to the well, that, crazy vastness of caves.
4: <laughs> that ties in with uh, you know missing 411 and maybe Bigfoot. Like he travels along the cave systems under North America and snatches up people.
5: Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're getting deep now. No pun intended, but the you know well, like you know, Walter Bosley talks about this uh, a lot too, and it, and if you look at the you know look at the work of like Graham Hancock and uh, you know Randall Carlson, you know those guys, you know talk about an ancient civilization that in the past that they uh, that they were part of uh they could have gone underground whatever cataclysm happened yeah yeah that's, well, that's a- uh,
4: that was a lot of what graham he originally wrote about was with the the plates how like the ground it just got sucked under like all this stuff got sucked under plates like through plate tectonics and moving and everything mm-hmm. i don't remember what they
5: it's really fun to speculate about that stuff. I mean, it is. It, I it, love
4: it. I love wild speculation.
5: <laughs> yeah, totally. I've yeah.
4: Had ever finding an answer about everything and just being able to just theorize and speculate all night long, and that's why we started a podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. That just that, exactly. That was like, uh, what? I mean, I, that that's one thing that not doesn't upset me. It just like. The hardcore, I mean, I guess there's people that do spend a lot of time and money doing research, uh, like into writing a book and stuff like that. But, but just to throw all your eggs in one basket and, and, uh, and don't accept anything else. And at the same time, just trash everything, dude. And like, dude, I I don't know. All I can always remember, it, it always puts a smile on my face of just how fun it was, like learning about all this stuff and the yeah like we always say the fantastical like i mean didn't didn't you find any joy out of out of any of this and in your entire life and then why do we all have to like rip it apart and tear it to pieces and call it bullshit yeah that's the only bummer thing the only bummer part of doing this a lot you do hear a lot of stuff like that but um so and yeah if we can come on and talk to you guys have awesome funny conversations about about it and about life and 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 just not be so negative on everybody's different points of of view on what they think bigfoot is or not you know yeah it's like dude just enjoy it oh you always did when you were a kid why can't you now
6: right right. and i think nobody really knows the answers to any of this stuff hell no so (laughs) it's (laughs) like you know the I want to I want to know the truth, but at the same time, I think that just knowing what all the questions are, I think, is just as important to me. And just being able to, you know, just to have to know what to sit around and think about and speculate about and kind of toss around with friends and buddies, and that's 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 what it's all about for me. So
0: yeah, I love the idea of the I love the idea of the secret space stuff. That sounds really badass to me. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. but, Except- but- I can't get on board with the blue avians. Oh, fuck <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, forget
1: them. Yeah.
4: Frack
0: them.
5: Oh, nice Battlestar Galactica reference there. Yes. Nice. I like it. That like was going
0: to be my insert uh, F-bomb. My, my F-word. Frack.
5: You could use frack all day. and It'll be, it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys want really, to yeah, try to call Luke?
4: Yeah, dude. Call him up. All right. The Frank Cook right. Award. You Master. got his number, Rob. His
5: number,
1: Rob.
6: Yeah, let me see, yeah, if, I figure figure see if I can figure this out. out. Yeah this this, yeah, is,
5: this is some this, this pro- is. where Rob is going to shine as a producer is right now, guys. I really enjoyed the uh, the Luke phone call at the beginning of episode two hundred. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that was great.
4: <laughs> Dude, that that episode that was such a good show. Just, Thank you. I I loved it, man. Beginning to end, it was just mm-hmm. everything. Josh Cutchin, you know, you had Randall there. Just Doctor Future. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's
5: you guys, power. you guys need to have. Uh, you got. You guys have had Josh on, I think, haven't you?
4: Yeah, we've had Josh on. Yeah, you yes.
5: should have Doctor Future on the show.
4: Dude, I would love to. Would he's love he's to.
5: he's an interesting guy. He's he's got a lot to share.
4: Yeah, dude, I love hearing him talk, and he knows so much about the Bible and stuff.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, and several other things too. If you could ever get him to talk about the Georgia Guidestone stuff, that would be That'd be fun. Yeah.
4: He actually, uh, he has something from RC Christian or something he was saying.
5: Well, um, I don't, I think you guys, I don't know if you listen to that. That's an older show now. It's about three years old now, but he has a lot of um, material that he did for this documentary film uh, with Chris Pinto. And, Mike actually really kind of figured it out who the guy was, um, where where he was. Uh this was all based on just some an address that they found in the banker that bankrolled basically, you know, helped him out with the funds to build the guidestones in Elberton, Georgia. So they find they found this address. And all he might did was just trace it uh, to to this, not to
6: that guy, but you can't add in a phone number. <laughs> it's telling me, no, you can only have one call at a time. Do you want to hang up on the current call to start a new one? Nope. Skype is lame. Let's just <clears> put it <throat> that way, guys. <laughs> new Skype, Skype is lame. New Skype in particular is lame. We, I'll just tell him, never
5: mind. We can't call you guys.
6: Well, I can call him and put him on speaker. Unless he has a Skype account i can ask him i don't think he does of course he doesn't he's off the grid
5: yeah he is (laughs) he's a free spirit guys you know you have to realize that you can't you can't pin him down ever yeah
0: no that was awesome when uh i i I remember it was just a few back that he started showing up again which i was i was pretty blown away we, when, and then all of a sudden you guys did your uh, year in review and, and at the same time here and Grim are like, let's just do a recap of our, like, you know, we'll just do, we'll go over our show, like, because we've only been doing this since... Uh, I don't even, like six months or some shit. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah.
5: It yeah. has been very long.
0: So, so we did the, the, the kind of, and he's like, dude, conspiracy Normal just did the same thing. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll do it too.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Graham that I actually took that from uh, one of my favorite podcasts back in the day called World of the Unexplained. Oh, Those okay. guys used to do that. And uh, yeah. we only started that, I think, back in end of 2015, I think. Yeah, we,
6: it's like our New Year's Eve show.
0: Yep. Yeah, just keep doing it, man. I I like it, cause, uh and I I I thought it was really cool to do a little recap. We brought the brought the gang in, everyone had good laughs, man, going over the I'd try to play like a little clip, you know, ten second clip, and then we just chat for it and move on to the next one. It was pretty cool. Good time. Yeah.
5: Yep. It was it was a good time.
1: <laughs>
5: so um guys tell everybody where they can find you all. Um, where to find your podcast, and um, you know, so that everybody knows how to find Cruising with Steak. Yeah, and what's coming up for you guys. Yeah, ex- absolutely.
4: We're on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, any podcatcher at uh, just search Cruising with Steak, C R U Z I N, like Cruising, like Cruise, James Cruise with Steak. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. We're on Twitter too. I'm at Grom at Cruiser with Steak, at James yeah. Cruise. That's stores. right,
5: because you couldn't use Grim Steak, because no, that was some, already some taken. Actually you actually take
4: got Grim Steak before I did. I, can, I don't understand
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. That's a, now that's a conspiracy.
5: It totally is. Yeah. You're going to have to tell me, though, Steve, wh- how did you come by that nickname?
4: Um, I think maybe in 2001. When I first started playing like Counter Strike online and then I got into World of Warcraft. And once I started uh-huh. playing World, of Warcraft, that was my uh that was my name. Oh uh, and it stuck with me for the past fifteen or sixteen years.
5: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, excellent. And hey, guys, I would I'll recommend listening to these guys if you want to hear some really cool controlled chaos.
0: <laughs> yeah, we try, man. We have a good time. <laughs> But we do regular shows too. Yeah, along with like yeah, if you want yeah, like it it becomes a free for all. But on on the group hangout shows and and yeah, you can find us. We hang out on uh, our friend Jerry Cthulhu's uh, channel on YouTube on like Saturday nights, the Saturday Night Hive. We hang out there, uh, all over the place. We we do some shows with uh, friends to know. Our buddy Adam Oil down in Florida. We hang out with him. The Grimerica Boys, we hang out with them. We battled them in a trivia contest. We're going up for round three, the tiebreaker. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> called Leopardy. <laughs> it, was it was awesome, man. Yeah, they beat yeah, they beat us the second time. They like and <clears throat> uh or they beat us the first time. Uh we got them this time what they called the a draw. So we gotta go for round three. That'll be coming up soon on the Black Budget Feed. But uh, yeah, uh, you can email us at uh, cruisingmistakepod at gmail or you'll find all the links if you search our name. Man, on all the platforms. I just started up a uh, a Facebook. I, I've heard of this thing called Facebook, so I finally I finally joined up there and Instagram, cruisingmistakepod, but.
5: Now the NSA knows who you are since you're on Facebook.
0: Definitely. <laughs> you know, Allow me to reach out. Yeah. And, yeah.
5: and you guys also do that's D&D awesome. on over, online again. too.
4: Yes, we do. Uh, we'll stream it on Monday nights. Sometimes we've gotten a little... Our regular DM hasn't been in action for a little bit, so he'll be back soon. Then we'll probably start streaming again. But uh, yeah, just search Grimstake on YouTube. We have a bunch of shows up on there, and also check out Conspire Normal on YouTube. It's a pretty cool place. Yeah,
5: yeah I've, so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard. I I recruited the cruising with army to get the word out. So yeah. we've got forty subscribers, guys.
6: Nice. Yeah.
5: We're getting up there. <laughs>
0: I got on YouTube's that YouTube funny thing with, with it the podcast. You know, I don't you know. I
4: don't a lot of people are getting banned from YouTube right now. I think InfoWars is getting banned.
0: Yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy.
4: I control
5: uh, censorship. Yeah. We, we we love Google and all the uh, tech overlords we on do. this show, guys. So we'll be okay.
6: Personally, I'm waiting for Google to become sentient and take over. I'm ready. I'm waiting for just- our robot overlords i'm ready
5: elon musk elon musk will use them to improve our lives yes
0: i can't wait i can't i do want some another future tech to look forward to is you know the whole i I mean i don't really mind the whole vr thing i mean you could just take the goddamn helmet off so it's just like but (laughs) but it'd be really cool if we could all chill out in the same room you know that you know stuff like that augmented reality
6: oh absolutely
0: I think that'll be pretty cool in the future. That's the future kind of, of podcasting. I, mm-hmm. I would think so. I, I think it would be really cool, man. And, uh,
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, this is an awesome way to uh, venture out. And uh, I mean, yeah, like Marina, like we were talking to her, she's over in like Bulgaria. I've never talked to some people overseas before, but that was pretty wild. And oh, uh, wow. so, but so that was pretty cool. Uh, and, and just, collective conscious man you know meeting people like that and just putting good vibes out into the ether you know and that's what we're all about man just have a good time and time and uh spread positive, <laughs> spread positive love positive. and light and we love you guys dude
5: thank you guys
6: we, absolutely i think we love you guys and appreciate you too it's definitely what the world needs
0: yep. yeah, <laughs> it's, it yeah sounds, uh, man, just, is, man we need more
5: love For sure. It's becoming a bro-fest, guys. (laughs) Aw. I love you all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Stay on the line for us, and uh, we're going to close out this section of (laughs) Conspiranormal.
6: And we're back. This is always fun hanging out with other podcasters. Yes. I, really, I really enjoy these kind of shows, you know, because they're, they're into it for the same reasons that we're into it. You know, they're just trying to have a good time, share some crazy stories, and... And learn. And learn, and mm-hmm. yeah, share and grow, and all that. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I really appreciate those guys and, and,
5: and what they're doing, and I think it's awesome that they have us as like i mean that may or may not be a good thing but they have us as their as as some inspiration yeah so i thought that's interesting like we, we we've helped to spawn another podcast yeah, yeah. how about that man right. keep it going man that's what that's i see w- that's why i wanted part of the reason i wanted to bring them bring hmm. them on you know
6: and they've had some really good guests on their show too that you guys should check out. You know, Joshua mm-hmm. Cutchman has been on there, Ren Collier that we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, Soraya. Soraya.
5: Right. Red pill junkie's been on Red there, Red pill too.
6: junkie, yep. Micah.
5: And I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look into getting that um, uh lady they were talking about Marina on. That sounded really interesting.
6: Yeah, for sure.
5: So that might be an international one, it sounds like. But uh we did try to call Luke. And we did uh, Skype said no. Skype said no. Uh, we got denied by Bill Gates one more time, and yeah, it is thanks Microsoft. It is. Yeah, what can, what what can you do? So, Rob, how do you feel about being in the two hundreds now?
6: Well, <clears throat> I feel mature, like I've grown as a person, and I feel like I'm ready to take on the next hundred episodes. Yes.
5: And maybe the next 100 after that.
6: You yeah. Know. Yeah, because you know what? The world keeps on changing. Well, the world stays the same, but our view keeps changing. And we'll be here to cover it.
5: Yeah, more crazy shit I'm sure will happen. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll have more interesting guests, which I already have some scheduled over the next few weeks. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. We're going to do something... Um, interesting um i have a guest scheduled um however this guest is in the uk so i will be talking to him at studio at the house and because you know there's a six hour time difference so and rob is usually at work unless he wants to skip work for this you never know you might be able to yeah you tell them, uh, I don't want to come into work today. That's right. I don't want to deal with the uh, the manager of uh, KISS
6: today. You know, if we had more Patreon subscribers, I could afford to do that kind of thing. You could. Yes. And if you went to patreon.com slash you could help make that happen. Just saying. Tell
2: no them pressure.
6: about it. No pressure, guys. No pressure. But we do have a lot of cool bonus stuff there. Bonus episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, Conspira wallpapers. We've got some t-shirts. We're going to get some new t-shirts, hopefully, once these ones get sold. And, yeah, it's a great way to contribute to the show.
5: Right. And and right now, the show pays for itself. And, you know, if we have extra money to put into the show, that's always good. Maybe Rob could start getting paid. You never know. Yeah. So it's all about Rob's um, slacking off of work and his beer money. <laughs> that's so right. You guys, You guys got to look at it that way. But uh, we were going – I'm going to do something a little bit different next week. Um, uh, Surfiel is going to join us, and we're going to do a book review. And we're going to talk about a book that we are reading. Or he's already read, and I am currently reading. I'm kind of like switching between two different books right now for this episode. Um, and so this will be something new that we're going to try kind of like a little discussion group and so it's going to be an experiment but it's something that i want to kind of do um from from now on so i just want to see how it goes
6: yeah so we'll have a guest interview but we're also going to do like a in-studio um book review on a relevant topic topic that uh something that adam's wanted to get to for a while and maybe hasn't or something's that been on the back burner or a guest that we can't haven't been able to get on or can't contact or the is has passed away but it's still an excellent yep. book that we think is a relevant thing that we need to share and that sort of thing.
5: Yep, exactly. So, that'll be next uh the show coming up that will be out next week.
6: Do you want to say what book it is or do you want to surprise him?
5: Uh, I'll surprise him. Okay. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about it uh when we actually do the show. So, I want to thank uh Luke for being here.
6: Yeah, thanks Luke. I can't I'm do sure, the cricket noise. <laughs> I'm sure he says.
5: I'm sure he says that. Uh, you know, he has a hard life, guys. I mean, yeah. come on, uh, it's it's hard being Luke. It's hard, you know, frying frying fries and and stuff at the barbecue place. But all right, guys. Well, I think we're going to close the show, and uh, thank you guys for listening to episode 201. And thanks again to. James and Steve from Cruising with Steak. Absolutely. And we will be back next week on Conspirable! Sorry about the wrapping paper.